All right, everybody. It's a very special podcast, episode number four. With me today, as always, is my co-host, Nori Ernfeld. Hi, everybody. Welcome. And we have a super special guest today. Nori, tell everyone who we have. Uh, today, we have a criminal lawyer, uh, Scott Cotler. Criminal defense lawyer. Criminal defense lawyer. Yeah. Scott Cotler, who's been a friend of my father's for as long as I've been alive, for sure. Long. He's been a friend of mine. Yeah, he's yeah. been a friend of your father's for probably as long as I've been alive. Um, law school at least at least law school so ladies and gentlemen uh welcome to the podcast the great scott cotler hey scott thank you thank you how you guys doing well we're hanging in there i mean a lot of things have been different during this pandemic for a lot of people but one of the best things at least for me personally is i get to spend more time with my son lovely that's been great and he's come up with a great idea the trust me i'm a lawyer podcast which gives us an opportunity to talk to great lawyers like yourself about what's going on, especially during the pandemic. So what is going on? What, what, what's happening in criminal defense law right now? Oh, geez, I thought this was about statute of limitations. Oh, is that what you told him, Nori? Oh, okay. Coronavirus. Yes. It's, it's taken us all by surprise. Um, I will share with you that I think it's affected my criminal defense practice, similar to others, in that one, things have slowed down, and two, the way we practice has to change. And I think it's going to stay changed to some extent in the future. And yeah. we've got to adapt to it. We've got to think out of the box. We have to conform to it instead of try to fight it. So from my perspective, I said to myself, why has my business slowed down? My business, again, criminal defense, practicing 33 years, first four as a prosecutor, last 29 defending, People that are about to get in trouble are being investigated or who have gotten in trouble. So that means an arrest. Well, arrests are down. Why are arrests down? Because the police are essentially instructed to only make arrests if it's absolutely necessary. Now, I don't have any statistics, but if I had to guess, I would say that arrests are probably down somewhere between 50 to 70% that much because you got the virus the jails have their own epidemic right. they don't want new people coming in they're actually trying to get people out so one area that i focused on is getting some clients that are in that normally should be in and would be in and trying to get them out so that they are not exposed even more than normal to the virus in yes. the jail I saw Michael Cohen, Trump's lawyer, uh, got out of prison because of the virus. <laughs> a famous rapper as well. A guy on a very serious charge. Normally, he'd be sitting there. Had a very, very high bond. Happened to be HIV positive, and couple that with the pandemic in the jail, which spreads far quicker than out here because you know they don't they don't social distance. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, so I was able to get him out where normally he probably wouldn't be out. So that's one area I focused on. Well, hold but on. This, one second. Yeah. So if, if I have a loved one who's in jail right now serving a sentence, what can they do or how can they reach you um, to see if you can use your skill set to help get somebody released? Well, you got break it down into two categories. Somebody that's sentenced has already been punished. They, you know, they received a 10-year jail sentence. Right. Is this pandemic going to help them get out? Likely not. Uh, now, let's say somebody has been sentenced 
and they're doing a year of local jail time and they've got a month to go. I see. There's somebody that we may be able to get out early because of this. So okay. it depends on the scenario, how much time they're doing, how much time they've done. So how, do, how can people reach you? Easily. You Google my name, Scott Kotler, K-O-T-L-E-R, and literally my phone number's out there. Very easy to find. Me. Go ahead and tell us, and Nori will put it on the screen. It is 305-804-2436. And I know from personal experience, people can reach you directly on that number like 24-7. I have to. I mean, look, it's 2 in the morning. Somebody gets arrested. They need their lawyer immediately, so I'm always available. Now, people will be watching this podcast from around the country. Are you able to help people outside of South Florida? I mean, the answer is it depends. Um, I practice in state and federal court. I'm licensed in the state of Florida. Um, I'm also inactive in the state of Washington, D.C., or the District of Washington, D.C. Yeah, me too, um, Scott. I, I was active. I'm inactive on that. Yeah, I've been inactive for probably 25 years. It just didn't make sense to be active, but it's there. Right. Um, but in federal court, as you well know, you can practice anywhere in the country if you get admitted at Habiche and you have local counsel. So, but primarily South Florida, um, I would say my home turf is state court, Dade, Broward, Monroe, Palm Beach, and, um, you know, anything from a DUI to a murder case, that's my territory. Okay, wonderful. See, I was thinking, Scott, with the economy going through the toilet, that we would see an increase in crime. I'm seeing, you know, on Instagram and stuff, people are videotaping break-ins and cars being stolen and things like that. Do you think there's an increase in crime? You know, I, people said that. I wasn't sure that I bought into it. I think what you're going to see is a wave down the road once things normalize and law enforcement is able to refocus their efforts to a lot of fraud. And you're going to see people that came up with these scams to make money. Like what? Swindle people. Everything. I got a call the other day about, uh, you know, a shipment of masks. And, you know, they disappeared. Right. Um, you know, I think you're going to see it, but it's not going to come right away. There's going to be a little lag, like a turbo lag. And then when law enforcement refocuses, they're going to start going after some of these crimes and the people that have taken advantage during the pandemic. As far as, you know, street level crimes, yeah, you may have more drug dealing, you may have more burglaries because people are hungry, but most people are not gonna stoop to that level. You know, most people are not gonna start burglarizing homes because they don't have enough, you know, money to feed the family. I hope they that think of other ways, but uh, I haven't seen an increase. And I am getting calls. I am getting some cases, but it's it's uh, it's down. It's reduced. So I'm looking for ways to stay relevant and think out of the box. Well, you know, one of the questions that we had was about curfew. Go ahead, Nora. Well, as a as a teenager, I feel like there there is always a legal curfew on minors in general. I think um, you know it's it's an evolving animal. Okay, essentially you have the governor who has issued these curfews, but the individual municipalities are also making their own curfews, some consistent with the governor's, others not. So for example, uh, city of Miami is on a 10 to five, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Residents cannot be out of their house except if you're heading to or from work, 
You're also allowed to walk your pets. You gotta stay several hundred feet from your house. Now, while I don't see this listed in the, in the program, so to speak, uh, my understanding is people can also exercise if it's within your neighborhood. Now, you also have to remember that there's certain requirements. You have to honor or practice social distancing, as I'm sure you well know, staying six feet away. You have to wear a mask. Now, people have asked me, does that mean everywhere I go, I have to wear a mask? If you read into it, the ordinance mandates that those in public must wear masks when they are not able to properly social distance. So technically, let's say you're walking on a street and there's nobody, you're obviously six feet away, you're observing social distancing, technically you don't have to wear a mask. But I encourage everybody to wear a mask. Don't test the law, don't test the nuances. If you're out in public, wear a mask, observe social distancing. You have to wear a mask if you're in public places like a grocery store, a gas station, all of those listed essential businesses, which by the way, the list is quite extensive. I mean, I, I got a bit of a chuckle out of some of them. When you look at this list, there's probably a hundred different accepted places that can stay open. Um, you know, you've got healthcare providers and it goes on hospitals, doctors, dentists, office, psychiatrists, therapists, pharmacies, blood banks, medical cannabis, you know, and that's just under healthcare. You got retail sales of household consumer products, grocery stores, and those are obvious. People need that stuff. Um, you also got food cultivation, form, uh, farming, businesses that provide food, shelter, or services to the homeless. But then you go on to some of the others that really wouldn't think of. Newspaper, television, radio, social media, or, you know, media. You've got gas stations, auto dealerships. Not really sure how that comes in as essential. I, I was shaking my head on that one too. But it's there. Hardware stores, okay. Contractors are allowed to work. I think one of the businesses that has really done well by this are contracting. I see building going on all over the place. Non-stop, non-stop. Great time for the county to get out there and start doing all this road work that is always jamming us up during rush hour or when you're trying to get somewhere, get it done now. Yep, and, and law firms I think are essential. Law firms, professional services such as legal or accounting. But here's the catch, it says, when needed to comply with legal requirements. What does that mean? I mean, essentially, I think you and I have both practiced coming into the office when necessary. Staff's not here. Support is not here. We're letting them essentially work remotely with maybe a few exceptions. Um, but we're an essential business to comply with legal. Well, you know, we have cases, stat uh, the speedy trial and criminal stuff has been told by the Florida Supreme Court so that the state is not disadvantaged by this. And for those of you who may not know, every criminal case has a speedy trial rule. The government must resolve or deal with or handle the case within a certain period of time. If it's a misdemeanor, uh, it's a certain period of time. If it's a felony, it's a certain period of time. 90 days on a misdemeanor, 180 on a felony, unless it's waived. Um, so that's all told or suspended for right now. Um, you know, don't know where the courts are going to go from here, when they're going to reopen. Right now, it's just emergency hearings, bond hearings, or first appearance hearings. 
I see they're starting to do stuff with Zoom conferencing for essential hearings, but I haven't gotten any word on when they're going to open up. But obviously, the courts are essential, and you've got a list. You can Google Florida essential businesses, and it's literally a list of probably uh, maybe 50. Um, is there, Scott, a criminal penalty for violating those uh, restrictions? There is. There is. I mean, you, you have curfews. Most places are 10 p.m. to 5. Some jurisdictions have altered slightly. City of Miami Beach is 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. Okay. Um, by way of example, Sunny Isles Beach is 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. But most are 10 to 5 um, Broward, Coconut Creek, 11 to 5. So they alter a little bit from county to county, but essentially if you were to violate a curfew or if you were to violate a mask requirement or a social distancing requirement, you could be uh, arrested for a second-degree misdemeanor. Misdemeanor, punishable by 60 days, up to 60 days in jail, up to six months of probation, a $500 fine. Now, I will say that in Dade County, the state attorney, uh, I think wisefully so, has issued suggestions to the police departments, don't arrest people. Issue warnings, give civil violations, but avoid arresting for you know curfew violations unless it's absolutely necessary. But technically, yes, you could get arrested. Well, I think that's great advice. I think that if anyone is arrested during this period of time or has a loved one that is languishing in jail, this is the time that you need to call Scott Kotler. Get him on the case. He's available 24-7 by his own personal cell phone. Can you give it out one more time, Scott? Yeah, 305-804-2436. Great guest, Nori. Um, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here today, Scott. It's great to see your face. Thank you for having me. It's great to see you guys. I love what you're doing. I love the way you involve your daughter and your son gives you time to spend with them because you're a workaholic. I think it's great. What a great, what a great lawyer and a great dad. I appreciate that. It's, it's easy when you got kids like this. Well, it's not always easy, but it makes it sometimes more pleasurable when you got kids like this. So it's great. So thank you, Scott. Good for you. Thanks for having me. Take care, guys. Send my love to your children and your beautiful wife. Will do. Thank you. Hey, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye.